0: Hello and good day. I am Harish and welcome back to the third podcast in our Manage Engines SIEM podcast series. A quick recap on what has been covered so far. I started off with Hybrid Active Directory, the directory services that are being hunted. And then Sid went over getting started with SIEM. He kept it real simple and fun to listen. So I'm just going to quickly add on to that specific uh, portion that Sid covered. Uh, Do not be a blind person describing the elephant. Right. Uh, The reason why I'm saying this is, of course, every organization has intrusion prevention, endpoint security, service logs, asset management system. You all, everybody has all of this. So, but the point is, the intrusion prevention only sees, understands packets, protocols, and IP address. Endpoint security sees files, usernames, and hosts. Services logs shows user login, service activity, and configuration changes. And asset management sees applications business processes and owners so but none of these by themselves can tell you what is happening to your business so which in short lays the foundation which should covered, of getting started with siem because you need to pump in all of your logs into a sim solution and then see the magic it does by correlating information and tying it down to a minimum first level or in fact advanced mitigation processes when an attack surfaces in your organization, right? So now in this episode, I am going to address something that has occurred in the past, happening now, will happen in the future. With no further ado, let me disclose what I have in store for you. I am going to be discussing about the top threats in cloud computing that disrupt business continuity, right? So for people who are catching up, let me break down what cloud computing is and then the reasons and We will take it as it goes. So cloud computing is the delivery of computing services, including servers, storage, databases, networking, software, analytics, and intelligence over the internet, the cloud, right? To offer faster innovation, flexible resources, and economies of scale. So you typically pay only for the cloud service you use, helping lower operating costs, Uh, run your infrastructure more efficiently and scale your business needs to respective changes right so when you jump into the cloud uh, you get uh, what what you basically get is cost efficient service global scale speed performance productivity and there are typically three types of uh, cloud computing when you say cloud computing you've got public cloud private cloud and the hybrid so This, in short, is what cloud computing and the three types of cloud computing, right? So I was perusing through articles, and Forbes came up with a recent article saying the biggest cybersecurity attack will happen in the next six months. And I was reading through that article, and simultaneously, the Verizon breach report made its appearance. So before we actually get started, a high-level... Uh, let's decode the Verizon breach report and see if this will substantiate to what Forbes said, because Forbes is claiming that the next biggest cybersecurity attack will happen in the next six months, right? So the Verizon breach report, on a high level, claims that 22% of breaches this year involved cloud assets and on-premise assets, where in 71% of the reported incidents, 45% of the breaches featured. Hacking and 22% involved social attacks and 22% also involved malware, right? The external actors were behind 70% of the breaches and organized crime was 55% and 30% involved internal actors inside a threat. 81% of the breaches were discovered in a day or less and 72% of involved large business victims. And 58% of victims had personal data compromised and 86% of breaches were financially motivated and 43% of breaches involved web applications. And other key takeaways, just to summarize this whole report, I've just pointed out the numbers just to drive home the factor. 80% of the breaches that included hacking were because of brute force lost or stolen credentials password dumper was the most popular form of malware followed by other application data and ransomware attacks Uh, office documents and windows apps still tend to be a malware file type of choice and of course phishing is the top form of social driven breaches and these social attacks arrived by email 96 percent of the time and the click open ratio remains at 3.4 percentage, right? With such metrics, the next biggest attack uh, could sure be gearing up as many organizations are struggling to get things around cloud computing right. And the following reasons will substantiate why, right? Uh, As you jump into the cloud, or if you have a hybrid setup, or if you have a private cloud, there are a lot of misconceptions. And we overlook a lot of things. And that is what I am going to uh, substantiate here. The first point is insecure interfaces and uh, APIs. Because when you jump to cloud, when you have custom applications or you have third party applications, you start integrating them. And basically, the chances are that, that these could be insecure. Right. Application programming interfaces and user interfaces are typically the most exposed parts of a system and often the only asset with a public IP address available outside the trusted boundary. So from authentication and access control to encryption, to activity monitoring, these interfaces must be designed to protect uh, against both accidental and malicious attempts. Right. So this is basically the first pointer that I would bring across to ensure that your cloud computing factor is is being factored on, especially on insecure interfaces and APIs. The second so-called problem is cloud usage visibility and possible abuse, right? The ability to visualize and analyze whether the cloud service used within the organization, be it your internal users or your customers or anyone in your uh, ecosystem, is either safe or malicious, right? Just see if the cloud service that is being used is either safe or maliciously used. And the malicious actors may leverage cloud computing resources to target users, organizations, or other cloud providers and can also host malware on cloud services. So some examples of the misuse uh, in, in the cloud resource, including the DDoS attack, Uh, if you've been operating on cloud you know what ddos attack is uh email spam and phishing campaigns uh digital currency large-scale automated click fraud of course then comes the simple evergreen uh and always dependable brute force attacks for stolen credentials and hosting pirated content that is also possible Uh, and of course that is the core first point on the cloud usage visibility and possible abuse Is just see if the cloud service is being used within the organization is either safe or malicious. Right now, the third problem is account hijacking. Right, of course, hijacking is a problem throughout whether you have an on premise or a cloud or a hybrid or a private cloud or a public cloud. This is always a big problem because the attackers are always after accounts, privileged accounts. So attackers gain access to and abuse accounts that are highly privileged or sensitive. So in cloud environments, the attacks are greater risk are cloud service accounts or subscriptions. Basically, uh, I would say everybody on on the login process or everybody who's, who's just signed up because every account could potentially have access more than just enough access so that could lead to a problem so account hijacking is one of the hardcore problem of maintaining cloud computing in in a secure manner right and then the fourth major major point is insufficient identity credential access and key management right in my earlier episode my first episode i did give you a recommendation of streamline identity access where you could potentially give them just enough access and just in time. So you just give them what they need and if they need additional access, you can give it over time and everything needs to be documented. And then when you move into the Azure, I did recommend the role-based access control and then how the current Azure identity management has come a long way where it is it protects the identity, it looks into the privileged access and it gives time-based definition as well. So this was my recommendation in my first part. But now in this segment on cloud computing, you could be either using Amazon, you could be using Azure, you could be using Zoho, or you could be using Google Cloud. So if you use, or even Salesforce maybe, in in any of these segments, you need to ensure that the identities are protected. The credentials have multi-factor authentication at least enabled or in case you have to create your own uh, two-factor, which not many organizations use, so you're just keeping things very, very secure, username and password, no more weak passwords, and the access, what resources can a particular user touch? Because this is all in the cloud, so any user with potentially any access can just go deposit a data or take data from a particular file and start exposing it outside. So the access is very important and the key management, I'm going to define this strongly. Key management comes in SSL keys. Key management comes in terms of protecting the credential. So in both aspects, your cloud service provider or your or if you are managing your own cloud uh with the tie-up of the giants. So you have to understand security that it is not just only of the provider. It belongs to you as well. So in which case, the key management also plays a crucial factor. And the fifth major problem, uh, all of these problems that I've listed have no order in place. Each of them have their own caution. But this is something I even mentioned in my podcast one. Uh, if If you haven't listened to it, up, it's just right on top. So we're doing a five podcast series. So please ensure you listen to them because misconfiguration and inadequate change control is one of the key problems of maintaining cloud computing security. Misconfigurations occurs when computing assets are set up incorrectly, leaving them vulnerable to malicious activity because you've just given them. It's just not set right either under or over privilege, right? Some examples of misconfiguration includes uh, insecure or unsecure, I'm sorry, unsecure data storage, uh, elements or containers, uh, excessive permissions, as I keep repeating, unchanged default credentials and configuration settings, standard security controls left disabled, unpatched systems and logging or monitoring left disabled and unrestricted access to ports and services. Right. So out of these five points, as I told you, they, they, they're not in order. Everything has their equal weightage, but the real underlying current or the real problem is cloud-based resources can be complex and dynamic to understand. They can prove challenging to configure. Traditional controls and approaches for change management are not effective in the cloud, and companies should embrace and use technologies that continuously scan for misconfigured resources and remediate problems in real time. So how could you understand the problem? Is when your business has an impact because of the problem, right? So what business impact do you have? Of course, uh, breaches, data breaches uh, and then people stealing your data and thereby your credibility is lost. Once your credibility is lost, your customers are going to leave you. And once your customers have left, uh, you are out of business, right? Your reputation is gone. So then all of this is because of lack of governance, knowingly and unknowingly placing the data at a location, which can be accessible by anyone, lack of awareness when data and services are used without the knowledge of the company. And ownership keeps changing, basically. Lack of security, when an employee sets up a cloud service, it could be exploitable not only for the data that resides on it, but for future where there could be a malware attack, botnets, or cryptocurrency mining malware, anything that could be plugged in. So you need to have governance, awareness, and security, right? And the key takeaways or recommendation that I would point is mitigating these risks with the development of a complete cloud visibility is crucial. It has to come from top, and it needs three essential factors that needs to tie down for a comprehensive solution. It needs to tie down with technology, process, and people. You have to club these three, and that is how the mitigation can actually start working. Right. Uh, the reason why I put technology, process, and people is technology is to help administrators or security professionals understand what's happening. Process will streamline effort and people is to change their processes. You have to educate them, you have to tell them what is right, what is wrong. I know it's a daunting task but it has to be done, right? And uh, non-approved cloud services should be reviewed and approved, right? Uh, And then invest in solutions like CASB, C-A-S-B, cloud security Cloud access security brokers or software defined gateway to analyze and help discover cloud usage, risk users, and to follow the behavior of credential employees to identify anomalies. And invest in web application firewall to just check the inbound traffic. uh, and, And of course, just to ensure that you are not under a DDoS attack or a botnet risk and implement a zero trust model across your organization uh, i did lay emphasis on the hybrid cloud on my first episode and now for cloud computing any of your service providers implement a zero trust model across your organization and report and monitor every activity that they potentially do right so these are there are there are many points but these are good starting points Uh, Solutions should listen to any cloud player, such as Azure, AWS, Salesforce, Google, etc. And of course, don't forget your on-prem and your uh, any of your custom applications. Everything does log. So all you need to do is always remember SOAR, these logs, S-O-A-R, these logs. What do I mean by SOAR? SOAR is Security Orchestration Automation response these logs, so you should be able to decode them, decrypt them and make meaning of what exactly happened, right? So if you have a SIM solution, ensure that all of these logs are being pumped into your SIM solution or if you are looking forward, you know, for for checking out a solution that is real quick, uh, super friendly, UI, cost efficient and does everything the way you want is Uh, Just download manage engine log 360. You can just download it off our website and And see what it could do to your organization Right. And once you download them feed in all of these logs, we look into almost 600 log sources Uh, We cater to all of these cloud players too. We've got uh, off-the-shelf reports. We help you with compliance We help you with correlation alerts and we even tie it down to a first level of incident management and security management where an attack surfaces you could mitigate it raise a ticket and solve it with the first level of uh, response need or a mitigation need or you can go script yourself we have kept the product open so that you could go ahead and write your own scripts and invoke them when an attack happens right so this in short is episode 3 and in the next episode Sid will be dealing with techniques to analyze large volumes of log data. So please stay tuned. And if you have any comment or feedback or anything that you would want to share, please drop an email to hary at manageengine.com. And we would love to listen to whatever you have in mind. And please do remember, we are doing this to you know make sure that you stay up with security. Stay tuned and we will be coming back with a couple of more amazing topics to stand true to our Manage Engine Sim podcast series. Thank you.